Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 229 and we're talking about Belize. And this week is our last week in Auckland. Yeah. We are uh, packing up. By the time you, you listen to this, it'll probably be uh, be Monday or Tuesday um, in the middle of February at the very earliest. You might be listening to it in February 2015 or something like that. That's true. I really don't know. But uh, we <laughs> The are... beauty of podcasting. <laughs> Greetings from the past. <laughs> Uh, we are heading off on another big adventure, and we don't quite know where. We hope you'll know. No, we, don't. we know we, a little we... bit of where. <laughs> so we're going to Christchurch. We'll spend a few days there, and then we'll fly to Kuala Lumpur, and we'll have a few days there. And then we'll go to London, we'll have a few days there, and then we'll go to Spain. And in Spain, we're going to walk a 1,000 kilometers, and we'll arrive in Santiago de Compostela, hopefully on our anniversary. We're celebrating 10 years of marriage, isn't that sweet? And then we'll, well, look for a job for me, I suppose. Think about Acarunia. Yeah, Acarunia might be the plan. But anyway, we'll be in Spain over summer, so if you're coming by, let us know. And then after that, we really don't know. But Our options not... at present are... <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> no, 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 it's limited, it's limited. South America. So maybe you fly across to Colombia and have a bit of time there. Or North Africa. Or Asia. Yeah. Or the very south of Spain. Or the south of Spain. Even if it's winter in the mm. Canary Islands, you're still very close to the equator do you know my friend mercedes sent me an email recently and she's she lives in mallorca there's snow there snow in mallorca i didn't want to know that (laughs) she said everyone's kind of surprised and it's they're enjoying it but palm trees look really odd with snow (laughs) i bet how awesome is that Well, if you've got any cool travel stories, like uh, the one about uh, snow on palm trees, thanks to Mercedes, be sure to email us, because in early March, we want to do a, a community story post on the blog. So we're after just a paragraph or maybe a photo or a video of something fun that you've done, something memorable, something you've enjoyed. Uh, you can email that in to Angela at IndieTravelPodcast.com. She's uh, pulling them all together. Or um, find the post in the forums, and there's other ways to, to get your story, video, or uh, photo into us there. Yeah. Make sure to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books if you haven't recently, because there's new stuff going on all the time. At the moment, we've got The Art of Couples Travel going on sale for nine ninety nine, and the new book, the new exciting book, Travel safety, safety tips for personal and corporate travellers, is the same price, nine ninety nine. so right. that's pretty cheap. Yeah, we've got the uh, the paperback for travel safety all kind of sorted out. It's so, so pretty. that will be going on sale sometime in the next month. It's very exciting to have an actual paper thing because I like ebooks. They're really useful. And with the Kindle, it's great. You can just read hundreds and thousands of books. But there's something about holding a book in your hand and flipping through the pages. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. Seeing your name on the inside cover. That was the first thing I looked for. <laughs> Smooth. Hey, well, don't forget our competition. We've got $50 of uh, Urban Adventures gift vouchers and $25 of Indie Travel Media books to give away this month. That is uh, on the homepage of Indie Travel Podcast. And we've also got a survey that we're going to be launching soon, and we're giving away a $50 Amazon.com voucher. Wow, we're nice. So we are. <laughs> generosity abounds um so yeah come to the site and uh, enter for that competition before the end of the month and have a look out for the survey which we'll be advertising on site soon 
Well, in this show, we are talking with two people about Belize, that little tiny Central American country. But we'll let Kristen tell us all about it. Today, I'm welcoming Kristen Furman Simmons onto the show. Uh, Kristen, calling in from Belize, how are you? I'm doing extremely well. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, we're here to talk uh, a little bit about Belize and uh, especially about its food. But first of all, tell us about the um, the Belize Road Warrior program that you're there as part of. Well, I am here um, through a joint effort between the Belizean Tourism and the Matador Network based up in the United States. Um, as a project to promote Belize through travel blogging and uh, photojournalism. And I was approached by one of the editors from the Matador Network after being a student in the Matador U travel writing program. Uh, And she asked me, after we had a great conversation about food and my food writing, to uh, look into the Road Warrior program. And basically it sends different writers and photographers down to Belize for a three-month period of time, and we each have had a specific area that we're concentrating on. Um, And my uh, area happens to be the food of Belize, which I'm pretty excited about. That's cool. Well, we'll talk about uh, food very soon, but first of all, fill in the gaps for us. Where is Belize? Uh, What is it like, and why would you go there? Belize is actually in Central America. It's on the Yucatan Peninsula, just south of Mexico and right to the east of Guatemala. If you were sort of to imagine Guatemala as sort of an opening clamshell, Belize would be in the mouth right on the the coast of the Caribbean uh, Sea. And Belize is fantastically warm. It's comfortable here. The people are gregarious and incredibly friendly. And uh, a lot of folks travel here from the U.S. uh, just because it's a very short distance and uh, it's English speaking as well. So people can really communicate with ease, whether you're uh, uh, a native speaker of of Spanish. People can come here and speak Spanish as well, too. So people come from all over to enjoy the country. That was Kristen Furman Simmons in Belize as part of the Road Warrior program. I also spoke with Lily Germa, who was so intrigued by the country that after her visit, she came back for another six months. But what really intrigued me about Belize and and a lot of things that I didn't know about it are that, for one, um, English is the official language. Uh, Almost everybody in Belize speaks English, aside from Spanish, as well as a Creole, which um, has become sort of an informal national language. Everyone here speaks Creole. Um, the other thing that I liked about Belize is that it also has a Caribbean side to it. Um, so you have both a Latin and a Caribbean culture in one place. Um, and throughout the country, you can meet people from so many different backgrounds. You have the Mayans and then you have you know, the Garifuna, who partly African and settled here you know, many years ago. Um, you also have, like I said, the Creole, who are really are a mix of British um, and African. Um, and so I, I really loved that big melting pot that it is. And it's reflected in absolutely everything, you know, from the food to the music to everyday life. Um, so I think that's what really differentiates it from, from its neighbors. Belize seemed to be a bit of an adventure destination to me. Not so popular, a bit strange, so I was really surprised to hear how much infrastructure and things to do there actually was. 
Additionally, I think Belize has been really known to the diving community. Uh, they have the, the Western Hemisphere's largest barrier reef uh, is here in Belize. And so it's been known within uh, sort of folks that who are part of scuba and part of snorkeling and the fishing communities. But the Belizean Tourism Board has taken on the sort of massive project of promoting Belize as an adventure destination, but also as a place for people to come to relax and enjoy themselves. And they've started to see a tremendous amount of buildup of hotels and resorts that cater to folks that are not just interested in, in sort of adventure, extreme sports, but who want to come here and relax, enjoy food, enjoy music, who may not be into fishing as well, but they want to get out on the water. So that's been a, a, a huge buildup for the, for the entire um, tourism industry, I would say, probably in the last 20 years. Um, still, scuba remains incredibly popular, as do... Um, you know, t tours to the Mayan temples. This is one of the highest concentrations of um, Mayan archaeological sites in Central America. So people can go from the ocean to Mayan sites within the course of the day. So you can really accomplish a lot. And I think that the tourism board is really promoting that, especially with the advent of the Mayan 2012 calendar events um, that are going on. Each person who takes part in this Road Warrior program focuses on one particular area of interest. Lily was trying to discover each of the country's regions through photography, while also being focused on adventure travel. Yes, my theme was adventure, and <laughs> it, it was really great because it pushed me to try so many different activities, and Belize is, I mean, can't think of a better place to really do adventure, um, focus things like uh, rappelling, I went rappelling 300 feet into a rainforest, which was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Um, I, yeah, that was uh, with Ian Anderson's uh, Caves Branch. It's called the Black Hole Drop. And you pretty much hike for almost two hours. <laughs> the hike was actually probably the most grueling part. And then um, you descend into a rainforest um, 300 feet down. I'd never done that before, so that was, that was quite a feat. Um, and there, there's just so much to do. There's caving. Uh, Belize has a lot of um, caves from the Mayan times. And uh, a lot of them have been opening up to tourists and to visitors. And you can go spelunking and you can see all sorts of things in there. You know, crystals, uh, pottery remains, ceramics from the Mayan days. Um, and That's very cool. So they were inhabited back then. There were people living in the caves. They were actually used for ceremonies, uh -huh. um, not inhabited, but really used for uh -huh. some of the more sordid <laughs> type of ceremonies. <laughs> and so for a long time, they were considered sacred. But uh, over time, you know, as tourism grew and people were just more curious about what's in there, they started um, opening them up and preserving them, um, you know, and they're, they're all protected now. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, to prevent looting, which has happened in the past. And uh, there's one in particular called um, the ATM Cave uh, in the Cayo District, which is the, one of the more green and, you know, um, more historical areas to visit. And um, you can actually go in there, hike, and see a skeleton of a, of a little girl from centuries ago. It's all very fascinating stuff. Um, and then there's some other outdoor adventure opportunities like, uh, you know, snorkeling. And Belize has the second largest barrier reef. 
after Australia, and um, it's really easy to just go to one of Belize's you know many keys and take a snorkeling trip or diving. That's cool. Uh, did, did you manage to get out in the water yourself? Yes, I did actually. <laughs> I did quite a few times, um, and I did it out of Key Cocker, which is one of Belize's like you know m- more uh, most inhabited uh, islands. And I, uh, I think the most amazing thing that I experienced, besides you know, doing the regular um, snorkeling off the reef, I, I saw manatees. Like I actually was snorkeling, and there were all these. It was manatee mating season, and I'm swimming along, and I see these huge creatures, you know, <laughs> just like some feet below me, and I'm just like freaking out, thinking, "Oh my god, what is that? I've never seen one before in the wild." So. Wow, that um, must have been quite a, I don't know, was it scary? I mean, something yeah, that big like, in the water with you? It was very scary at first, you know, because I, I guess I, I didn't expect it. Um, and I didn't even know that you could actually see manatees like that so so close. Um, so, but eventually, I mean, they're totally harmless and they're amazing, just beautiful creatures. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Definitely one of the coolest things I've done in a long time. The other thing for adventure is that um, Belize has a lot of archaeological sites, a lot of Mayan temples um, all over the country, really, and they're they're just fascinating. Um, one of them is called Caracol, and I did an overnight there, um, which is a really unique experience. I spent the night at the actual site, you know, um, got a tour and got the history on it and also got to experience real Mayan culture. Like I had Mayan food and uh, it was all arranged through the Kana, Kana Resort. Um, I think they're the only ones to do that. But yeah, so you can honestly just either go with the tours that are already available or you can even create your own. Um, but there's, a, there's so much adventure here. In three months, I don't think I even did half of it. That was Lily Germer talking about adventure. Kristen Furman-Simmons, on the other hand, was keen to get into the kitchen. She's a chef as well as a writer. Yes. I um, actually have a background as a pastry chef, and I have sort of this natural personality that's tuned towards food and the making of food, and I jumped right in uh, in Belize with asking people, where do you like to go eat? What are you making? What are some of the things that are, are on everybody's menu here from uh, home cooks to chefs to people who are cooking in, in street-side shacks? And as, uh, as soon as I've hit the ground running here in Belize, there, there are things that are across the board sort of ubiquitous. Rice and beans are incredibly popular. Um, chicken is very popular in all of its manifestations from being stewed to barbecued to being fried. And then there is a wealth of fresh fruit, fresh fish. Um, the produce is, is unbelievable. It's something that uh, once you taste what fresh, <laughs> fresh should be, you'll never want to go home to your grocery store and get something under cellophane ever again. Um, everyone here, it's been an interesting phenomenon to me, everyone here has dishes that they're connected to. You mentioned the word boil up, which is a, a Garifuna dish here. The Garifuna are people who are descendants of the uh, the Carib and Arawak Indians um, and African slaves that were uh, exiled from St. Vincent. And so they have this Garifuna dish called boil up and everyone knows it. Everyone throws their arms up talking about the different ways that they love to have the dish. 
it's compiled of different root vegetables, pigtails, fish, and then this amazing sauce that they make out of onions, tomatoes, and peppers that they put over the entire thing, and then they top it off with something called a boil cake, which is basically flour tortilla dough that's boiled in the salt water um, that you cook all the other vegetables in. And they serve it specifically on the weekends. It's fantastic, and it's wonderful to see how each person has a different story to it. It's, you mentioned it, it's like white on rice. People have connections to their family. They have the times of year that they serve it, and I've never seen this much enthusiasm about food um, as I've seen from the people of Belize. It's, it's really refreshing and wonderful. Wow, that's crazy. When you say um, enthusiasm about food, what are, you, what are you seeing that's showing you that? Um, I see people being as persnickety about ingredients and, and flavor as I would see in American kitchens with like fine dining chefs. And what I mean by that is that they're very um, particular about making sure that food tastes good, that it's seasoned well. Um, it means a lot to them. People here eat all day long. I've seen people start out in the morning with several different, um, you know, they have quite a few tacos for breakfast or something called a fry jack, which is basically fried dough filled with beans and meat and cheese. And then they have a snack in the morning where they may have a tamale or something called a dukanu, which is basically corn flour wrapped around chicken uh, steamed in a corn husk. And then they go to lunch and everybody's talking about lunch and they have these massive portions. And it's amazing to me because a lot of the people here are quite fit. Um, and uh, then they have afternoon snack and that could be something like cassava chips or uh, they have these little sour fruits that they marinate in hot chili peppers and they serve them they look like little grapes um, called grosero and uh, they eat them all afternoon and then of course they're thinking about dinner so it's all day long people sort of set their day around food they tell stories about food they talk about how much they enjoy it they talk about ingredients um, and it's a great connector. It's an easy way for anyone who's traveling to Belize to really connect with the locals because if you show interest in food, you'll have an entree um, to conversation and a way of getting into the local culture that you otherwise wouldn't. So it's been a, it's been a great way for me to connect with the people here. I bet. And I understand you've been able to uh, get into some kitchens yourself. Have you done any cooking, learned some new tricks? I have, actually. I've been able to um, put my apron on and put my hair up and put a hairnet on and get in. One of the, the biggest thrills for me is not just the eating process, but getting in the kitchen and seeing how it's made because once I leave Belize, I want to be able to taste Belize and remember the people that I've met through cooking the dishes and so that I can share those stories with you know the people that are around my table when I'm back at home. And uh, one of the most famous restaurants here in Belize City is actually called Bird's Isle, and it is it's where everyone goes. It's a, it's a hive of activity just for socializing and hanging out, but the food is also fantastic. And Bird's Isle let me come in the kitchen last weekend and learn how to make everything from simple watermelon juice mixed with cantaloupe juice and how to really juice the melons correctly and add the right amount of sugar. And I don't know if you've ever had a watermelon juice, but it's one of the most refreshing um, sort of bring-you-back-to-life drinks. It tops Gatorade uh, any, any day of the week. Um, and then they also showed me how to do everything from stewed chicken and use a special spice called Ricardo, which comes in a little cake form that you... Um, 
mash up with a little bit of water and use it as a marinade to making that boil-up dish that I was talking about and really showing me how to treat the ingredients right. And then they had me get right in there with chopping and baking sauces. And they really embraced me, um, which I, I wasn't sure whether they were going to do, but they let me get right in there, and that hands-on experience was invaluable. That's great. It's always scary going into someone else's kitchen. <laughs> You're not, you're not kidding. It's absolutely scary, but they were really warm and friendly, and they could see that I was really excited about it. So I think that, you know, we mesh really well. Well, our thanks to the Road Warriors, Kristen and Lily, for coming on the show. It was great speaking with you, ladies. Well, we had a listener question from Sam. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, when I was setting up the Belize interviews, I spoke, uh, put out a thing on Facebook and on the ITP community asking for questions. We had one from Sam asking if the, the, the anti-gay laws that are there in Belize are actively enforced or they're just kind of ignored. And unfortunately, um, I got the question after I'd spoken with Kristen and Lily and the other couple of interviews I had lined up, we just couldn't pull the times together for. So I never got a chance to ask Sam's question to anyone. So sorry, Sam, we are still in the dark. That was a long way to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we tried. <laughs> we tried. Well, if you want to meet other travellers, if you have questions like Sam's one and you want us to not answer it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sell that. Go on. <laughs> or if you would like us to do our best to answer it for you, then um, come by IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums, get your free community account and join in the conversation. Ask questions, answer questions, talk about stuff. Be travelly. It's fun. It is good fun. Um, and you can also find us on facebook.com slash indie travel where uh, we do the same thing. Post photos, talk, answer questions, have, you know, ask you questions. It's like it's, a party, it's, you know, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a geek. Uh, well, remember, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling and keep feeding Linda all of this glorious coffee <laughs> by uh, booking through us. So please do visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We've also got deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. I just got an email saying that page is broken at the moment, so oh, I'm going to fix that up this week. Oh, we're doing really well this week, aren't we? It's awesome. <laughs> Don't forget, we've also got all sorts of books to share at indietravelpodcast.com slash books, so check those out as well. Well, I think that's pretty much us for this week. So until next week, travel well.